Hey rock stars, I'm Lydia Billings. And I'm Colleen Starcoke. And you're listening to Rules Aren't Real, a Rowan Coaching production. Have you ever followed a rule that didn't end up serving you? Here's an example. I can't be an artist and make money. Or how about this one? You can't start a new career after 30. Colleen and I want to explore why people often follow these rules, even though they aren't always awesome. Every other week, we'll dissect and debunk a societal, cultural, or individual rule invented by humans. We'll also look at some of the neuroscience behind why we're wired to follow the beaten path. On the alternating weeks, we'll interview a super rad real-life guest who has achieved badass results by completely breaking the previous week's rule. Get ready to climb out of that box, folks. Welcome to Rules Aren't Real. Episode two. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome to our second episode of Rules Aren't Real, which is sort of the first real episode. We're going to be getting into an actual rule and uh and kind of discussing that seeing what's up with that and in our next episode we will be interviewing our very first special guest in relationship to this very same rule that we're talking about today so the rule that we're talking about this week and next week is an empowered feminist can't be submissive or an empowered feminist can't be a submissive So some of you may have some context on what that means. Some of you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) It's perfect. But she's going to tell us all about it next week. And before that, we wanted to set you guys up with some information and a little bit of the background on what that is. Okay, so why don't we start with what is feminism, Lydia? What's feminism? Oh, man. It is the blood that flows through my veins. Um, it is. <laughs> so for me, and there are many different iterations of this, but the, the actual definition of feminism is the advocacy for women's rights uh, in the spheres of politics and social life and uh, economic life. Um, and specifically, feminism's goal or the, the definition is to have um, people have equality in those three spheres, regardless of gender. So men, women, and people who identify as both or neither, having equality inside political, social, and economic spheres. Mm-hmm. So the way that I've always related to this, I don't know about you, is that feminism is purely equal opportunity. So it's equal access to opportunity, it's equal opportunity itself, and it's equal choice. And this choice piece is sort of the most important, and I think what we're really going to be focusing on, uh, not just today, but throughout this series, um, because as we talked about in our intro episode, sometimes rules might work for you, right? We're not trying to tell you whether or not you need to follow this or that rule, we just want you to be aware of the rules that you're following and make a choice. And that ability to make that choice, to decide from an empowered place, from a place of strength and confidence, uh, to choose the path that your life takes instead of just sort of accepting what's available, that's the whole spirit of rules aren't real. Wouldn't you say? I would. Absolutely. Awesome. What's feminism to you, Lydia? To me, it is 
oh god i mean it's just everything so <laughs> where do you um, start right i'm like where <laughs> do i start i spend my whole life talking about and creating feminism in the world so for me it's exactly what the definition says it's it's having true equality regardless of gender and i think really what it boils down to for me is knowing that i can be and say and do whatever i want and like really be true to myself and not have to fear um backlash about that or you know being discriminated against or mm-hmm. um being treated differently than anyone else based mm-hmm. on my gender mm-hmm. um and where that shows up in my life is in the work that I do um related to sexual assault. I actually don't know if I've shared this with you, maybe I have. Mm-hmm. Um but I empower artists to make art that that opens conversations about ending rape on the planet. Mm-hmm. And rape is an issue that impacts men and women and again people who don't identify as either and or people who are trans and so it just like having a foundation of equality and what feminism offers underlying all of that is critical because mm-hmm. uh, if i were only going to deal with the rape of women or only going to deal with the rape of men or only going to deal with the rape of trans people then i wouldn't actually be dealing with the issue that actually exists in the world which is rape mm-hmm. all of it all of it is intertwined so. yeah absolutely and this is kind of where we talk about um intersectional feminism right yeah Yeah, so it's 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 really about equality for everybody. It's also about sort of recognizing the different levels of challenges, um bigotry, uh privilege also. Yeah, privilege that, is what I was going to say. Yeah, privilege that the different people um experience or face within this construct as well. Yeah. And feminism I think in general also is really about challenging assumptions all over the place, right? So there's there's so many rules that are that are being broken just by being a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um and sort of depending on the level of that, you know. So we have we have so many assumptions that are built in, right? Like things like women can only have a certain number of sexual partners. Um mm-hmm. you have to be modest or chaste or, or you um, should you should want to get married. Right. you should want to get married you should want kids you should want to be a nurturer right that there's sort of this um single facet female floating around right and that's what we're supposed to aspire to right um so it's really sort of taking all of that down and and looking at it and and you know taking a look at that in society as well what are the versions of that Oh, you know, women can't have certain jobs or it's unexpected that a woman would be the CEO of a company mm-hmm. or um women make less money than men, you know? Mm-hmm. Like all of it is is mm-hmm. the same concept. And we see it in negatives too, you know, like yeah. is there a lady hooters? <laughs> is there There's a lady not. hooters? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like how do Unless we pull- you're a lesbian and you want to go to Hooters, which by all means. Like, Fair enough. In which case there's sort of a lady hooters. There's sort of a lady hooters, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> not really though. I feel like I feel like any intersectional feminist lesbian I know would yeah. not be super excited like, about. I'm not about really hooters. into hooters. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's your choice, right? That's the whole point. <laughs> At the end of the day. Okay, so um let's switch gears a little bit here sure. and talk about submission, right? So mm-hmm. again, going back to the rule the rule that we're challenging is that an empowered feminist can't be submissive or a submissive so what is submission 
submission. So yeah. the, the actual definition, and we'll flesh this out a bit, mm -hmm. submission is the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. For example, they were forced into submission. Okay, so you can already see why submission, the idea of submission is problematic for some feminists, right? Sure. Because this definition is not the definition of being a submissive. Uh, in right. terms of the sexual relationship or the um, romantic relationship of being a submissive. Mm -hmm. In fact, the example that they use is they were forced into submission. Right. And this is a major um, sort of area of contention when we're talking about this issue of being a submissive and being a feminist. It's not the same thing as sexual violence, right? right? It's a, it's a consensual choice. And, and even when you Google what is submission, like say you're interested in learning about this, you, you, you may have this proclivity or interest. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you find, Lydia, when you Google what is submission? <laughs> so what we found, because we like to do our homework, we found many articles about how to be a good Christian wife who submits to her husband, which is not what we were looking for and is a little bit problematic or maybe mm -hmm. a lot problematic mm -hmm. um, because for someone who has heard about what this might be and like they go and they try to do their homework like we do, mm -hmm. they are going to get turned around quite quickly mm -hmm. um, and likely get turned off by what it actually might be and get mm -hmm. very confused in the process. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a lot, and I actually grew up going to church, and I, I remember reading in the Bible a lot about submission and, like, doing what your husband says, and um, it just never jived with me. Mm -hmm. um, is jived a word? It is now. Let's move it. It is now. Breaking that rule. <laughs> and it's really not what I associate with what submission and being submissive is in Specifically, we're going to be talking about the BDSM community, and um, mm -hmm. our guest will share more about her own experience and what she's creating. But it's like two vastly different worlds. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to make sure that people aren't getting caught up in that, you know, mm -hmm. like thinking we're talking about one thing and we're really talking about something totally different. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And, and again, you know, we're not telling you to not be a Christian or anything like that. No, in fact, we're, no. we're steering pretty clear of getting involved in your religious politics. And um, the only thing that I, you know, I would say is that there is, I think, more of a clear distinction between what feminists are going for and the Christian version of submission historically, right? Uh, which is totally in line, honestly, with, with the male version of submission historically. Like, historically, women are property. We were owned by men. We've had to fight uh, tooth and nail uh, and have just recently, within the last century, compared to all of human history, um, gotten to a position where we can even have conversations about the fact that uh, there's an imbalance at play mm -hmm. about the fact that, of course, women are equal. Like, I mean, as a woman, we, we've always known this, right? But I think about it today, and I think about things like um, the fact that women make 78 cents on the dollar, and that's white women, mind you. Right. Um, black women make uh, somewhere in the 60s, and Hispanic women make somewhere in the 40s or 50s to the, do to, to the $1 that a white male makes. Um, which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, there's, there's zero reason for that. There's zero evidence for that. So we're not, we're not getting into 
into the issue of religion, we're really just talking about the difference between submission as a sexual preference, um, a choice, a consensual choice that you can make with a partner versus this dictionary definition, which mm -hmm. is really hearkening back to sort of the historical context of the relationship between men and women. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you for tying that up together. It's great. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about what submission is in the context of this community? Yeah, so what we're actually talking about today and next week um, is the desire to be sexually dominated by another person. And in some cases, that domination might exceed the boundaries of the bedroom, right? So this may or may not be only in relation to sex, but this is defined, whatever's happening in, the, in this um, submission and domination, right, um, relationship is defined by total agreement and mutual consent. Mm -hmm. So it is critical, right? It is a critical part of what we're talking about that consent exists. And actually without it, this, it like what we're talking about is just assault, right? right. So, so they're, they're two very different things. So um, I think a lot of people, especially, and I'm sure that our guests will share about this, but um, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, people got all upset, especially people in the BDSM community. Um, for those of you that don't know what that book or movie is, um, I actually haven't read it, but my understanding is that there's a woman who is forced to be in a sexual relationship with a person, and there is or maybe isn't the level of, there, I think there isn't the level of consent that actually exists in reality in the BDSM community. Mm -hmm. um, and so there, the, the perception of what submission was got really skewed. And it was, it was upsetting to people because they're like, hey, that's not what we're about. We're like, we're really about respect and communication and consent and really creating what we're doing together. This isn't actually a, a practice where one person controls another person. Right. Um, not. Yeah. And again, our guest will share more about her own experience and, and what that actually looks like in her life. But um, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So just to kind of get super clear on this, the, the phrase that people use in the BDSM or BBSM world is safe, sane, and consensual, right? So this means that before um, energy, power, fluids <laughs> are exchanged Contact, in any manner, yeah. <laughs> all parties involved sit down and they discuss their desires, their limits, their boundaries, their roles, um, safe words, needs, and expectation. So, you know, if you're a submissive or if you're a dominant, either way, you're entering into the scene as equals. You're both empowered individuals that are negotiating space and structure for your desire, right? So if your desire is submission, then that's your choice, right? And this right. is where we come back to this. And, you know, again, like Lydia said... Uh, this should be obvious, but it's worth saying any real physically or emotionally abusive relationship, one where there is not consent, where there are not boundaries or safe words um, on one or both parties uh, side, that is a physically or emotionally abusive relationship. It's clearly not safe, sane and consensual. Right. Right. So that's a very different situation. You know, along those lines, actually, Lydia, now that we're talking about this, um, we could probably post some resources for folks who feel like they may be in a non-consensual submissive relationship that they're not comfortable with. Do you think that that, can we do that afterwards? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to provide some stuff for our, for our listeners, of course. 
Yeah. Okay, fantastic. And and you can find that on our blog. That will be at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Why don't we jump into why is this a rule for feminists? This idea that being a feminist and being a submissive, they can't live together. Why, mm-hmm. why is this a rule for some feminists? What do you think, Lydia? It's amazing. I mean, I feel like it gets people confused, um, specifically when we're not looking at feminism for what it is and we're not looking at being a submissive for what it is. Uh, once, we've, once we've sort of skewed the definitions of those two things, some people really have gotten confused and actually think that feminism is uh, a movement or a belief or a foundation that seeks to control and overthrow men, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which it isn't. Mm -hmm. And the second piece about being submissive or being a submissive is, again, some people get confused and think there's no consent involved. Mm -hmm. So it's like some people, I think, get rubbed the wrong way because they're like, wait a minute, if I'm a woman who's fully in control of my body and my power and everything in my life, then why would I let someone else control me? especially a man. Mm-hmm. And it's really not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is being someone who has so much power and control over what she's doing in her life or he's doing like, you know, a, men can be feminists. Many of them are um, that they have real responsible conversations with their partners. And they say, this is exactly what I want. This is exactly what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And some of that might involve me being submissive and some of it might involve me being dominant. And that's just what I'm into. Really being able to own that is incredible. But I think yeah. we'll get get all up in our we get up in our heads about it without actually understanding what's going on. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of history involved with this too. I mean, I, I think oh my that gosh, of course. There, you know, a lot of feminists kind of feel um well here's a this is actually uh, taken out of an article hmm. from Jezebel. Um, I can post this link also for for you guys. She says, I knew intellectually that our feminist ancestors fought for us to be equals to our partners. I felt embarrassed that my grandmothers or great grandmothers did not have the right to vote, keep a bank account in their own name or own property, and may have been literally forced to be a maid chef mommy for their men. Playing Mm. around with domination and submission, being bossed around, being ordered to perform sex acts, being spanked or restrained, being verbally talked down to, all seemed antithetical to feminism by its basic definition. Mm. Right? So I think that that's one major area where feminists can get their backs up about the idea of submission. Sure. Is, um, oh, well, our ancestors fought for this. There were so many women who are forced to be submissive and here I am choosing it. It feels like a betrayal of some sort. And I think what we need to come back to here in terms of your ability to break this rule, if it doesn't suit you, if you do want to be submissive in a relationship, is just to be making sure that it is a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, it's if you are doing exactly what you want, if you are expressing the desires that you have, if you feel empowered in this choice, then, you know, good on you, you know, so this is from the same article, it says the argument that women who enjoy BDSM are taught they should be submissive in bed is insulting to me as a feminist. (laughs) I'm not a little girl who needs other people to tell me what's best for me. I choose to trust the men I play with. I know what kind of pornography and erotica turns me on. I know what kind of touch turns me on. 
I know what kind of words and tone of voice turn me on. It's about that, right? It's about right. knowing yourself. And fully owning that. And, and fully owning it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm also, I also don't want to step over. We'll, we'll share these articles with everyone again mm-hmm. on the website. But there's one um, that you pulled out for us that is really bringing in another perspective. So I think this is an article from bitchmedia.org. Mm-hmm. And the... The quote comes from a woman named Melina Williams, and she shares, I was taught that being strong was the first thing you had to be, especially as a black woman. To be submissive, to be obedient was not acceptable. So really there we're hearkening back to all the history of people of color in in the country who literally were controlled for years and years and years. And, And to be strong was a mode of survival. So... And I, I do not want to, like, I fully owning, like, I'm white. I do not have any context of actually what that's like. And I won't pretend that I do. But it's just another perspective to bring in, like, wow, there's really a lot wrapped up in this conversation, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and for some people, like, that, that woman, she shares about being conditioned to really be strong. And, like, to disregard that is, it actually takes something because if you've been taught how to survive your whole life in a certain way, then that's the way you're going to operate, mm-hmm. right? Like, but really choosing to look at, okay, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Is that what I want? Just like we always talk about, what choice do I actually want to make? Including if you don't want to be submissive, totally. right? I mean, this is, this is a big part about feminism is even if you want to have super norma, normal <laughs> vanilla sex, <laughs> You know, well, maybe all of your feminist friends are sort of queer and experimenting and poly and this, that and the other. And that's super cool for them. And it works. Um, And they're really enjoying the fact that in our modern age, this is actually something that they can do without fear of violence, at least in some limited parts of the world. I should add Mm -hmm. that this is really not worldwide by any stretch of the imagination. We live in New York, so we take some things for granted here. Mm. If you want to just have normal vanilla sex and be a feminist and <laughs> awesome. That's Again, great. I also want to, I also want to just like break the rule that there's anything like that normal sex is even a thing. Like right. what, what is that? Right. You know, and, and we use the word vanilla, which I think is a little weird too. Like I totally get it. And, um, it also sort of makes me think like, well, does that mean the way that white people have sex is normal? Like, what does that mean? you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. um and I, I know that's not what you meant but it's just something to be aware of like no we, it's a great it's a great point yeah like we've made up all these rules about what sex should and shouldn't be uh-huh. and having this conversation and having having you guys out there hear this I'm hoping is going to open up start to crack open what rules have you made up about sex in your sex uh-huh. life what are you doing that you don't really want to be doing what aren't you doing that you really do want to be doing uh-huh. like you know, what conversations have you not had with partners or, or, or what, what I can think about experiences in the past where I wasn't fully clear about what I was comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And like, I can take responsibility for that because this is my body and this is my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's a really great conversation. And, uh, and actually our guest um, who will be uh, with us next week is going to be super helpful in that realm if you are sort of a, a newbie who's curious and wanting to explore and learn more. Uh, she actually has an organization that she has started um, that works on education mm-hmm. and sort of welcoming folks into the fold if they are interested in learning more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just giving you a little bit of a tease. We'll talk more <laughs> about that in the next episode, but I want to I want to leave it to her to really explain in yeah. detail. Um, but definitely uh, come back next week if you are interested in learning more about that and kind of hearing what the resources are mm-hmm. uh, to dig in if you are curious. Yeah. I think one of the other reasons why there is this disparity between the ideas of feminism and the ideas of submission is how submission shows up in the media. And how feminism shows up in the media, quite frankly. Yeah, both, both, both. No, that's a really good point. It's a really good point. But, you know, you mentioned, for example, um, Fifty Shades of Grey a little Mm -hmm. while ago, right, which portrays the dominant person. um, What's his name? Christian, I think. Something Grey. He's this damaged but powerful man who uses BDSM as an outlet for his rage. And the the submissive, uh, the, the young woman is this sort of naive pushover um, who's uh, swept up in his, his money and his status and et cetera, which is not a healthy, submissive relationship. In fact, you know, at the time that came out, there were a lot of articles about the fact that essentially what was going on there was emotional and physical abuse. Right. And so when people read it and they felt taboo, and they felt kind of tingly at the same time. They got really nervous about <laughs> that. Like, what's happening? You know, um, and there were some good reasons to be nervous that that's not actually a version that we would that we would recommend. Granted, feel free to do all of those things as long as there's consent involved. Right. But kind of what we're talking about here is in the media, usually when there's some form of BDSM showing up um, or submission showing up, it's really in the context of sexual violence. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's not, a, it's not an expression that has been allowed to exist in any other context. Mm-hmm. Like, in any sort of healthy context, people shy away from talking about it. It's like, ooh, that's not for me. You know, it, there's this immediate sort of resistance. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, um, the only people having this conversation are people who are actually practicing BDSM and like are actually involved in the community. And I don't mean the only, I'll say the majority of people Mm -hmm. um, having this conversation and, and that's fine, but it doesn't actually work if what we're looking to create is education and equality and understanding Mm -hmm. and respect for people who do things differently than we do. You know, if you are a feminist listening to this, who up until now has had trouble with the idea of, submission. If you yourself are one of the folks who feel like these things don't live together, it's not cool to be a feminist and to be a submissive, you might be one of those people who aren't having a substantive conversation about what submission actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, so this might be um, a cool opportunity for you to start that conversation, maybe yeah. with someone in your life. Or maybe with us. Look it up. Or with us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the subject. We really, really would. But just don't don't allow yourself to kind of stay in a self-righteous bubble. We've all been <laughs> we've all been guilty of this from time Nobody to time. Nobody wants right? to hang out with you when you're in your self-righteous <laughs> bubble. I've been there. I'm gonna ask you and myself and our listeners, why is this a rule that we're interested in breaking? Why is it that we care about having feminism and submissive expression living in the same realm. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your answer to that question? My answer is because they do live in the same realm. <laughs> like, I just want people to understand that they live uh-huh. in the same realm. And I, what I'm committed to most is that people in the world get to be exactly who they are. 
-hmm. and that they feel safe and empowered to do that. So I'm down for breaking whatever rules there are in the world that stand against that. And this happens to be one of them. Mm, see, whenever you say things like that, it makes me love you just a little bit more. <laughs> I know why we work together. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, my answer is is pretty much the same thing. I mean, you guys are going to get so bored of hearing us say this, but because it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice, right? If you are doing, making any choice that is that comes from a place of self-knowledge, of knowing who you are in the world and, and acting on that, whether or not you're breaking rules, then, you know, we support you. I mean, with like maybe a few exceptions, like I would encourage you to not confidently, empoweredly go murder people. But yeah, definitely don't do that. But there's really very few exceptions, honestly. All of the things that we've related to as um, weird or taboo or different proclivities or, mm-hmm. you know, kinks, preferences that, you know, there's, I don't know, there's so many words for these things. And I think, you know, Lydia, what you said a minute ago really resonates. There's no such thing as normal sex. Yeah. Um, and even if you think there is, you know, in what context, uh, mm-hmm. what you brought up about vanilla sex really rings a bell, right? What would normal sex be if you're taking into consideration all the cultures of the world, all the genders of the world, all the races of the world? there's no such thing. Yeah. So whatever version of weird (laughs) flips your skirt, go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Go for it as long as it's consensual and informed. Yeah. And I, and I also want to just, you know, touch on that. I, I care about breaking this rule because it will prevent people from being hurt. If someone is in a relationship where they are being abused and they don't actually get that, like what's happening is not okay. then I'm not cool with that, right? So I want people to really understand the differences between consent and no consent and what that looks like Mm -hmm. in practice and in reality. And so on a, on a broader level, it's about, it's about having people be expressed and free. And it's also about having people be responsible and safe. And I think also about making sure that you are allowing for this conversation, right? What if you're Mm -hmm. that person's friend? And you're a super boss bitch and a hardcore feminist and this person's going through some shit and she can't talk to you about it Mm. because you've told her that a feminist can't be a submissive. Yeah. What happens then, right? Then she she might need you for this conversation. So Mm. it is important that we break this rule. Again, as always, we're not saying you need to be a feminist submissive. (laughs) No, that's not what's happening for (laughs) sure. Starting an army of feminist submissives. (laughs) I feel like that's sort of like that would be the worst army ever, right? Like, yeah. only, <laughs> there's no offense at all. Just be like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to make any jokes about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that's not what we're doing. You can be any kind of feminist you want. That's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I think that's, that's it for today. I'm super excited to hear from our guest mm-hmm. uh, next episode yeah stay tuned and let us know what you thought about this week's episode so we can have conversations with you guys yeah and you know what if we we're still learning about these subjects too like as we go along with every rule um we're not claiming any authority on the subject we're just starting a conversation so if we get mixed up um correct us inform us um if you want to add to something that we've said please do we're just here to break some rules and become better together. Awesome. Cool. Talk to you next week.
Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rules Aren't Real. We hope it gave you some serious food for thought when it comes to the rules you might be following in your own lives. In fact, we'd love to hear about those personal rules of yours or any other thoughts you have about our show. Join the conversation on Instagram at RAR Podcast today. If you want to learn more about Lydia or me, please visit our website at rowancoaching.com slash RAR. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to break some more rules with you next week. See you soon. soon.